universe. I'm back. And I don't know why I felt the need for a hiatus after... Actually, no, that's not true. I know exactly why I felt the need for a hiatus after the last recording. Because it was the first time I realized I had recorded something for no purpose. And it's not that you can't find some value in there, and it's not like there's not a nugget or two of cross-thought that had some value that I uh, could recognize in a re-listen. But, I mean, I talked for 42 minutes. Was it 46? 48? 42? 42. I'm pretty sure it was 42, which is embarrassing in that regard. Whatever. The fact that I spent 42 minutes discussing my schedule at work, what a big box minimum wage job schedule should optimally be designed to coordinate, David Duvall, and Random Other Golf. I don't even know if I could get myself interested in that conversation. It is <laughs> the kind of shallow experience I honestly had not even considered available. And I'm not trying to be deep or anything stilted here. I, I just, I am trying to provide some level of reflective, insightful, daily observation from within about the universe and about my own experience in it to help open up the channels that have given me a new version of myself is the best description there is to experience in what I really have to say has been the last consciously two to three years, subconsciously somewhere between five and generously eight, generously nine. So less than a decade have I been somebody who could, when asked on a questionnaire, on a scale of one to seven, where would you rate yourself in terms of how much you like yourself? One, can't stand looking at myself in the mirror, hate myself that much. Seven, I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was too busy loving myself. Uh, you know, I was a one for a while. I was a one for the period of time until I wasn't. So I went from can't look at myself in the mirror to holy shit, I love my life. And this <clears throat> isn't about the pettiness of what schedule did you say you got? That is a conversation that even 
maybe my mother would be interested in my schedule. If I texted it to her, she might save the text. But she might not. She might not even read it. I mean, let's face it, it's 50-50 on that anyway. But <sighs> I essentially threw out a, what, a mayonnaise sandwich? Anybody up for a mayonnaise sandwich on Wonder Bread? No, I only have crusts. I know it's weird, this whole loaf is made up of just end pieces. Yeah, I can flip it around, put the white bread out. Now you want a crusty, you don't want one now? Mayonnaise sandwich, man. Free mayonnaise sandwich? Anybody? Nobody wants one. Alright, so having delivered a mayonnaise sandwich in the last one, I feel like I, I'm obligated to come this time with a smorgasbord of mustards and lettuce, tomato... Who needs some of this sweet relish? No, I've got dill relish, of course. Why would I not bring dill relish? Hello? There are also 74 different kinds of deli meats to choose from. Most important. Oh, and don't miss the 155 different bread trays. I can treat you right, or I can treat you like a mayonnaise sandwich. So, starting off that entire episode with a popper's brag had to be identified as well. And I don't mean to review that episode, but it is such a miserable experience to have listened to it again that I really did give myself 24 hours to get some laundry done and some other shit done. And then that became contagious enough. Plus, I ended up helping my parents with some tasks. And it just, I became productive enough that, frankly, a two day timeout was actually just fine. But hey, it's 420. Like, we're going to take a timeout on 420? No. 928 on 420. So, 550. Nine, six minutes into the recording. Can I get around to something worth listening to? Maybe. But maybe I'll just David DeBall the whole thing, right? All right. So, I don't brag about having 91 cents in my bank account, which is what I had until my direct deposit pay for the last two weeks just hit. So now I have slightly under, well, under a thousand. And uh, it's already gone. That's the only thing about being check to check is every check that comes in has been spent. Even if it's on food that you're going to eat in 10 days. There's not a dollar in there that hasn't already got an obligation. And that's fine with me. Like, I just don't need anything um, except to eat and ensure that I've got transportation back and forth to work so that I can afford to continue to buy things for my dog, cat, and yard as necessary. But living with 91 cents in your bank account, and that's exactly what was in my bank account. I almost took a picture of it because I graduated in 91, or college at least. So I thought it was a fitting uh, tribute to the value of my college education that here my 91 philosophy degree is now providing 91 cents of cushion until I'm paid. But finding a financial... Uh, relief valve. Uh, I always figured I could. Huh, 
I always figured I could pull a miracle out of my ass and somehow find comfort through uh, alternative channels. I've always felt that way. Like, I've always felt like I was on planet Earth to witness something. These are just things I've... I've if you had to ask me, well, do you have anything that feels like it's in your DNA? I'd have said, yeah, I don't think I'm here as a participant. I'm here as a witness. And... Can't hurt people. That's just unacceptable. I don't know that I had much more than that. Um, I guess maybe I came with the instinct to help out. There's never been a time when I didn't know that was the right thing to do. And it doesn't seem like that's something you're taught in America, so maybe that's one. Um, and then there's the entire sense of justice that we're just granted. And that includes the moral code that supposedly is somehow corralled, contained, um, disseminated, cultivated, crafted, socially engineered, personally drilled into all of the ways that your morality is both establishing itself, acting, and looking at others for guidance is a non-stop express ride of how your life goes. But the things that you know are wrong can't hurt people. I don't know. It's been bugging me because I'm so convinced now that most of what I think I've been coerced, trained, and corralled straight into a pen of look at that billboard, learn it, live it, never question it. And if nothing has ever questioned my sanity, like this experience of thinking we're all duped in massive fashion, like some plot in a movie. Well, I'm just so uncomfortable with the thought I can barely have it. Even if I think it's 100% right. It eats at me to think that I have to constantly question my sanity in a world full of insanity because I no longer have a barometer on which to gauge true conditions. Every dial I look at gives me a different reading minute to minute. Every place I look changes my experience drastically based on what I see. I'm living in shock culture and I'm done with it. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't fear any of you, I don't loathe any of you, and I certainly have no aggression toward any of you.
I'm here to say, I bet there's something about you that is awesome and waiting to be discovered. And if for any reason that's something that we have a moment to share, I, I hope I can provide the same. But I don't know how much awesome's left because I'm trying to at least bear everything in a way to contend with a society built on lies. I don't want any more lies. I can handle the truth. And it seems like... Huh, how do you... How do you judge your own scope of, of analytical sanity in a world where the messaging feels so abrasive yet can't be questioned? We don't... We don't fall into group think without being told, well, think this way or think like a jackass because any other thought makes you a jackass. So now everybody thinks this way. Are you not thinking that way? Why not? Everybody's thinking that way. Come on, dude. You're thinking that way. You're just... Are you really not thinking that way? Because if you're not thinking that way, I'm going to just say to you, the fuck's wrong with you? What are you, a fucking loony tea? That's just not the way we think, bro. Think the right way already. I mean, what are we, not friends? Not acquaintances? And over what? Like, what are, what are we even discussing? What is it that I've got to have this opinion on which I'm right or wrong? Like, <laughs> why are we even in an environment in which I have to play that game? Why are we not just constantly moving forward for the best of society at large and humanity on the whole with the individual experience being as free as possible to pursue that which brings value to the individual. It just doesn't seem that complex. And so if everywhere I look, I see conundrum and consternation and clusterfucking, well, it doesn't seem like we're just trying to argue out the right versus wrong, the best path forward for the, for the greater good. No, it seems like self-interest has taken over. And I speak this as someone whose self-interest was so keenly honed that I do believe I could put my 20s, 30s, and most of my 40s in terms of self-specific choices in life that when I see the pursuit of that which is self-looking for identity. Well, <clears throat> I don't even have to look across the room. I can see it from the back of my head. I can hear it in the tone of your voice. I can imagine it in the way your posture is standing as you converse with the hostess. I know the signs, I know the triggers, and I know the emptiness, the hollow, shallow, put-upon act that it is to live an unfulfilled life. The question is, why am I seeing that everywhere now? Why is nobody winning? If we're in a society where only 1% of 1% get to win... Well, we're in the wrong freaking society. <laughs> I don't even get how that's possible 
that we're having a conversation to say, well, it's not really the 1% of the 1% that are winning. It's more like the 3%. Okay, so 97% losers? I mean, that's that's the, the good spin. That's what Fox is telling us. So, if I'm in a country that's sold out the entire leadership structure and the governing authority disciplinary bodies therein, courts and enforcement, well, then it is a game of the 3%, right? You're either in or you're not. Because if you're in, you're literally covered. We got it all. No, we got it all. Like, everything. Including we're going to make sure you know exactly what lines to walk. We have it covered. A to Z. Don't even think about it. Just enjoy the ride. It shuts up almost everybody. Because they're convinced they've won. They're in that inner circle, right? They're privy to the conversations that only select few even know are happening. They're part of the club that has their little piece of whatever knowledge, information, access, revelation, prediction, prognostication. Let's hope not mm, inevitable outcome. I don't want them to have that much knowledge. But they've got their bits, pieces and compartmentalized truths, realities, lies, matters not, whatever it is that binds them to the club. It's not enough. Even they know there's an outside in which they sit to look in because the real insiders, the real club, are the ones truly influencing everything. Well, that enigma, that one can't be found crawling up the line that is the traditional ascent of capitalist America. Nope. In fact, it's guaranteed not to find it that way. You have been pigeonholed into that 3%. You've been targeted. You've been placed there. You don't even see it. Because you think you've won. So all I ask is, how happy are you? How happy would your eight-year-old self be looking at you now with what you consider a winning life? Could you sell it to your eight-year-old self? Well, let's move on. I don't want to get morose about how easy it is to seduce human beings into following interests 
outcomes and inevitabilities that do not fulfill them when realized. But a lot of that is because they're distracting us. And as we are distracted, we are incapable of pinning together enough reward to really truly define fulfilling paths that we might then navigate in ways that are uniquely ours. Nope. Nope. Instead, we're told what videos to like, what TV shows to watch, what movies are worth a shit versus ones that aren't. You question shit, you're told, Google it. What does Google say? Because that's what we think. Nobody figures shit out anymore. Google it. They keep us at bay because we don't even know that they're training us how to think. But what are you going to do, right? Think for yourself? <laughs> That'd be like hitting the pause button. So if I were to do really cheesy cover songs because I was Will Weird Al Yankovic-ching it, I would start by doing the Rolling Stones' Angie with some THC lyrics for Tangy. Look. Um, wait, do I need some chocolate milk? Nope, I think I'm okay. The, well, let's not turn this into a, what, cold Italian pizza that could use a lemon squeezer? No. Why am I getting the Google circle? I do not know, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to stop this recording at the 22 and pick it up in another recording because, uh-uh, nope, no Google, no Google. Okay, back on task. I guess I could have waited. Uh, we don't need this one, do we? All right, I'll keep it. What the hell? Sorry for the burps. I don't even know where those are coming from. It's not like I drank chocolate milk. All right, chat. I'm... <laughs> Back to value. Um, after 91 cent talk, that's just to ensure people understand that you don't... The way you live is your choice. Always. Simple as that. But that doesn't mean I should be patting myself on the back. Ever. I hear a lot too much of that, and I heard myself doing that. <sighs> I'm so out of touch sometimes when I'm being me, 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 me. I think it's just part of how we're built. It can be hard to know when we're making it all about ourselves. But when I hear that, boy, do, do I recognize immediately that I need to purge that. It comes... It's like a reaction to hearing myself talk. I don't hear it always in real time, but it happens in real time too. Um, and this is from a guy who needs to pick up work hours and is bitching about the circumstance. I, I just, uh, sometimes I, I wonder if my perspective is, is negative. You know, like I'm, I'm so out of touch that I'm warping things against myself. I mean, seriously. Uh, wait till the next episode. <laughs> Talk about warping things against myself. 
That's right. I already have, I have my idea for episode 39, so I don't have to, have to feel the pressure. As a matter of fact, for the most part, it's already done. Not recorded or anything, but I wrote it all out. That's how seriously I'm taking this enterprise moving forward. It's time I started identifying more stuff that isn't so stupid as my schedule. All right. There is... <laughs> uh, I mean, it is... It is such a face-palming moment to think of what looks in real time like self-awareness, but in retrospect is delusion. <clears throat> the whole idea of self-awareness, of living for anything other than the exact moment you're in, is to pile up some level of disconnect from yourself. And... Or to indulge in yourself in a way that is equally delusional. Um, if we, we, when I start thinking about my own individual advancement, my own individual circumstance, my own individual wants and needs, it leads me into places where I start having negative thoughts. I don't know why. I don't need to think of myself advancing individually. I would like to think of my community growing and being more kind, forgiving, and understanding. That will bring my life meaning. Anything I do as an individual, when I don't want to talk about work, and I'm not talking about work. What I'm going to speak about right now is the power structure that's currently in existence in corporate America that I see from the perspective of a national chain type store. And this has been true in every experience I've had in this environment is the expectations versus the effort are so out of whack that there's no more room for people to not think, well, fuck it, I'm done. You are pushing people to that point because instead of allowing people to emerge as the value that they are individually, you're saying, hey, we don't need individuals. We figured out how to do this. Here are the metrics. 99 ways that you can perform in this position that will be successful. Don't worry about it. You don't even have to think. Here it is. Just do these 99 things all the time. Never deviate. In fact, never deviate. This is all we ever wanted to see you doing. This is it. We want all of you to be these 99 things at all times. Well, fuck that. Because you quit realizing that the thing that matters most to us is being appreciated for who we are. Not for being able to fit into your mold of what the perfect employee looks like. And so... What you've created in that scenario are people who can really only evaluate based on that list. So they come in to give the checkup on what are you doing compared to the rest of the district? And it's you versus 
us on this one, you versus us on this one, you versus us. It's just a list of shit. And if you're only getting 80 of the 99 done, well, we got to sit down and talk. And if you're only getting 50 of the 99 done, well, the caddy, I don't have solutions for you because I don't know how to get people in the door that want to work here. Responses aren't there from leadership because they don't have answers. The people you're berating are probably seven to 10 of your best workers who are giving 110% now and no fucking shit sucks. But if they stop working, the store will literally fall apart. And you don't even see that. And they don't have a way to tell you that because they know there's 30 things on the list that they'd love to be getting done, but there are limits. Well, and maybe there aren't, right, Amazon? Maybe there aren't. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can all be Glockenspiels. Anyway, it's a conundrum, right? Being self-aware. Being self-aware. And that's it. That's all you got. I mean, you want to talk about your enigmatic conundrum? Wrapped up in a pig blanket full of, what the fuck, bro? Try human life. You're dropped on planet Earth, useless, for at least, what, four years? You can't even think about surviving. You're just waiting to get eaten by a bear. Unless somebody comes and takes care of you. How is that survival of the fucking fittest? We're sacks of meat. For a long time. Do you know what most animals can do the minute they're born? Fucking survive. You know what humans need? Well, um, Billy doesn't like corn. At least not canned corn. If you have corn on the cob, he'll eat that. If you have butter and salt, you don't, well, I don't even think Billy should come to the party. It sounds like you're not even trying. Humans. Okay. And I'm one of them. I'm so full of bullshit and dumb stuff and thoughts that are... It's not just you. Or is it just me? It's all of us. And the simplest part of solving it is deciding, A, we no longer are thinking about what was, what happened and what was over there. Nor are we trying to predict where it's all going to go. We're trying to do our best in the moment. And we're going to see how this works. Uh, So then... (laughs) I forgot the one interesting thing I think about OJ. Which is the conspiracy that he's covering up for his son having done the actual murders. Now, do I believe that? Of course not. But it's one of my more, I would actually be okay with finding out that's true. (laughs) I don't know why, because I like the Naked Gun movies, I don't know. I mean, OJ's not, he's not Bill Cosby. But he, you know, OJ? Really? 
All right. Well, I'll leave it at this because it says, oh, no, I do want to make this point. I do not speak for anybody. I do not speak for white male Americans. I do not speak for white Americans. I do not speak for Americans. I don't speak for males. I don't speak for dogs. Well, I speak for my dog all the time. But I say what is on my mind in my group think as what I identify as thoughts that I believe fall into those categories. I'm not saying you can't judge me as a white male American. You absolutely should. I'm saying I'm not going to in any way become a mold that the next person's going to fit into. And that you won't expect from anybody going forward, I hope. Because nothing you know about anybody else tells you one fucking thing about the next person you're going to meet. Find out who they are without any kind of consideration of what you think going in and watch how wonderful they are.